Welcome to another episode of the study of Matt and Leah, aka Malia. Malologies. <laughs> Malologies. Or Malia. What's Malia Obama up to these days? Uh, I think she's in California, living her best life. Do you think you two would be friends? Probably. How old is she? Um, Sasha's the younger of the two, yeah? Yeah, I think they're probably young 20s. They just graduated, I feel like. Malia did. I I think Sasha might still be in Mm -hmm. college or just getting to college, candidly. Mm -hmm. Well... There's not really much of a good transition then from college into what our topic today is. No. So let's not talk about college. Let's talk about travel. Travel. Seamless. There we go. Nailed it. (laughs) So, what about travel? Well, we've both traveled a little bit here and there. I'd say a lot of it. From A to B, B to C. Yeah. What... What role do you feel like travel f- plays in your life? That's a very broad question. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to answer that. I'm apologizing for that being the setup of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, do you want to just you. ask a different question, maybe? Nope. Okay. I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> what role does travel play in my life for me? I think my first, you know, my knee jerk reaction is escapism. And mm. I don't mean that as an entirely anti where my feet are in the present moment um, move, but a way to really remove any distractions and and, um, relationships or environments that don't suit me and or that I need reprieve of um, and consume other relationships, other places, other other cultures and for me it's it's an adventure always and I think it always awakens a part of your soul or speaking for myself it always awakens a part of my soul um the hungry part yeah the the really hungry part and it's I will never be satiated (laughs) when when do you feel like travel started for you for you Um, I yeah Did you I grow would exactly, up traveling. No, no, we didn't travel. We were poor, um, and I think we went on one family vacation to to uh, the Bahamas, and that was for my senior year um, of high school. Of high school, yes. Yeah, I guess. Well, um, and that was the first time I went on an airplane. And that was the first time. No, actually. Because hadn't I you did, been to Disney World? Yeah, we went to Disney World right after my dad passed away. It was kind of like a distraction trip. Me and my mom. A consolation trip. Yeah, oh, exactly. Your dad died, but Mickey we're going Mouse. to Disneyland. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I guess I've been on two trips with my family. But really, a lot of my travel started when I was 18. I booked a one-way ticket to Kenya. And I ended up traveling for about a year from 18 to 19. I deferred college and 
I bopped around, I worked at a few different hostels, I stayed with some family, some couch friends, and I did that for about a year across um, Africa and Europe. And, and me knowing you, I know that that was a transformative experience mm-hmm. for you and, and likely all of our listeners, the many, many of them would have guessed that as well. But do you want to, do you want to talk more about that experience? Very hard to sort of boil it down into a podcast bite-sized, you know, here's, here's what travel is and here's Mm -hmm. what it means to me. But I do feel as though this trip, this journey, this excursion that you went on sort of post high school is in some ways, much of what has defined who you are today. So I want to give you some breathing room here to discuss it. Yeah, sure. Can you repeat the question? There wasn't one. Okay. Yeah, I'd say it was 100% the most pivotal experience of my life, I think, to this date. But to your point, it is difficult to boil down into a few points or sentences. And also, you know, it was about six years ago, so... Much of the stories I've I've kept and repeated and retold to others are slipping from my memory. Um, and so I remember coming back in those first couple of years just nonstop talking about my experience and, and how it opened my eyes to the world and, and how it shaped my identity. And I was very proud of that because it, for the first time, was something I could feel good about and... And there was a clear indication that my travels, my submersion into different cultures was something that I did on my own. And, and I think there was something very um, just profound about that, keeping those experiences to myself, but then also being able to share them with others. And since then, though, I've, I've not really had many opportunities, you know, the last couple of years to talk about it. Mainly because it it's not so unique anymore, um, in the sense that, you know, when I was 18, I was the first of my friend groups to have gone to Europe or, you know, fill in the blank. Um, granted, I think still it's unique in the fact that I went solo and, and it was my own trip, but I find less and less that I'm able to talk about that experience without it feeling watered down by someone else's, you know, study abroad experience. Yeah. It's funny that, you know, that can be a frustrating element of travel is because mm-hmm. it's such a unique and, and for a lot of people, right. It can be this formative experience, regardless of where you go, you come back and you want to tell people all about it. And mm-hmm. inevitably they try to talk about their experience right. or their connection to it. And obviously right. we're human and that's how conversation goes. But it does become one of those things where that was that was a very mm-hmm. unique experience for you in in gallivanting across Europe for you was very different than a gallivanting across Europe study abroad experience mm-hmm. like the one that I had, mm-hmm. right? And and while the places are the same in name, they're the same in name only mm-hmm. and, and were very different experiences. Yes. yes. Um But I think, you know, it was just, um, it was the first time I was able to be completely independent. And as we all know, traveling is, 
is the perfect uh, recipe for learning <laughs> how to become independent. I think it catalyzes so much of how you um, just prioritize different needs and wants and, and taking care of yourself for the first time. It was kind of like my college experience in that way. Um, yeah, very profound. It, it opened my eyes to the world and if anything, to this day, even though I can't remember most stories, I, I remember the feeling it gave me and with that, knowing that it's always worth, you know, going the extra mile and, and turning over every stone. Mm-hmm. What about you? What about me? Tell me, tell me what travel means to you. I love traveling. You know, I, I think if money were no object, that's exactly how I would spend all my time. Mm-hmm. It's just traveling around the world, seeing all the places. I feel like there's just so much to see, so much to experience. Um, and, you know, I, as mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm not somebody who can learn by just listening to what Stonehenge is. I feel like I have to go there to, mm-hmm. to know it or to experience it. Um yeah, I've I've had a number of formative travel experiences. Um, I don't think I appreciated travel when I was young. We would, you know, go on all sorts of different road trips across the states, some of which were god miserable <laughs> hours tuna in the, the car, <laughs> tuna in the you know the back seat. My dad getting out and snapping shots of buffalo for hours. <laughs> All of which, you know, I probably would fall victim to myself now. Um, but there were elements, you know, when you talk about not getting to travel growing up, you know, obviously that's, that is a miss. And I would hope that when we've got kids that they will, you know, travel and we'll take them all over the world. Um, but I, you know, I've talked to you about this of, of being in Cancun with mm-hmm. my family and my brother getting drunk on the beach when he was, <laughs> you know, 14 or something. Shout out Spike. Shout out Spike. Um, and my dad saying, okay, well, I'm going to go to Chichen Itza. Who wants to come with me? And we also are like, man, nah, mm-hmm. don't want to do it. Right. And, you know, I, I recently went back to the area of the Yucatan Peninsula in, in Mexico and was there with friends, went to a wedding. It was a great time. And we ended up in Tulum, which is only about a couple hour drive from Chichen Itza. And so I said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm making it a mission that now that I'm back in the area, I need to go. And funny enough, all of my friends yeah. said that they wouldn't, and they opted out. They did a taco tour in yeah. Tulum instead. And I drove off to Chichen Itza and obviously had an amazing time. It's a wonder of the world. So glad to see it. And, um, but it is very funny to sort of, I've had that opportunity before mm-hmm. and, and maybe I'm glad that I didn't go because right. I enjoyed it and appreciated it that much more when I went last year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think to the point of that story, um, part of, I think what makes a good traveler is the full, uh, involvement and submersion into a culture and place and doing as much as you can while you're there because, I think we talked about this a lot when we were in Peru, like, should we go? Should we do this? And kind of our, our baseline answer is, well, we probably won't be back at least for a very long time. So I think it's kind of a, um, a nice, a nice story that you have because it's, I think it wraps up much of many lessons that come with travel is to do as much as you can where you are, because 
there are other beaches to to walk across there are other oceans to cross yeah um yeah that was something funny that dan had sort of taught me and us of when he had gone on his trip to columbia and their friends saying oh don't worry we'll just do this next time we come to columbia right Mm -hmm. and and obviously that was sort of being said facetiously (laughs) of like yeah sure why not like let's skip the museum we'll just do it next time we're here um and i think that's sort of a fun mindset to have but on the other side of that too you know if you know yourself and you know you're not going to enjoy right activities it's fine to, to opt out i i am to that point I think it, I will be really hard pressed to return even to some of my most favorite destinations, mm-hmm. you know, places that I've been and I love and I advocate for to other people. I think I'll find it really hard to return Oh yeah. just because yeah. it feels like in my mind, I want to go to all these new places. Mm-hmm. There's new stuff to see. There's, you know, all sorts of places and cultures and sights and sounds yeah. to, to visit before, I revisit somewhere. Um, And so that's sort of, I think one of the, my priorities around travel is to try to just see as much Mm -hmm. as possible, Mm -hmm. but there can be misses there too. You know, I had such a formative experience in Ethiopia and Costa Rica and, you know, Mm -hmm. not going back can be hard. Yeah. And I think you mentioned this really early on when we kind of went story for story about our travels. You asked me if I, well, actually, I think we were just talking about places we could see ourselves ending up. And for both of us, I think living internationally was and still is a contender. Mm-hmm. And one of the places in my on my list is Kenya to, to go back to, just because it was such a transformative experience. But I think to your point that you just made now and what, you, what you've said across the you know, those stories shared was that it's inevitably going to be a different experience. And so mm-hmm. going back, knowing you're not going to be able to replicate it, but still I think hoping for those same feelings, I think will just leave you worse off. It can sort of be a trap and, in some right, ways. Right, yeah. and, um, So I think for that reason, I want to preserve those places in my mind. Kind of like, you know, relationships, people like, any place you go to, you there's almost a there's contentment in knowing what you know, and, mm. and there's risk in changing that. I think, yeah. and so for those really pivotal places in our lives, it's for me, it's best left untouched. Yeah, I mean, I think, and this is something that I just always feel across life in general. Is there's just never enough time, mm-hmm. right? I want to have a foreign place that feels like a second home and go and visit it and know the locals and know the customs and culture, you know, like the back of my hand at the same time, I want to go to every single place ever. Yeah. Go to the moon, (laughs) you know, do Um, you have a favorite travel story? One that makes you giggle when you think about it? Oh God, there are so many. I, I, you know, I tell my poop my pants story often about, you know, pooping my pants and then sitting on a bus in Ethiopia for seven hours straight. I talk I about... I think that's what what got me on the third date. Yeah, I think that is. I, I tell the story of my mom and I getting trapped in that rainstorm. The, the worst... In Italy? The worst sort of day ever, you know, of 
my mom and I getting trapped in a rainstorm on a mountain in Italy and just, you know, sort of making the best of the worst situation and then her getting food poisoning and, you know, basically dying the next day. <laughs> Us being in the most beautiful place almost in the whole world in Cinque Terre and like just being miserable there and just sort of the, the juxtaposition. That's always a fun one to tell. Um, I tell, I talk about Costa Rica often and sort of my experience mm-hmm. taking shrooms there. And it's still there. very recent for you too. Yeah. Week, so. Yeah. And I'm sure that I will talk about our Machu Picchu visit mm-hmm. and sort of our Peru mm-hmm. trek for years to come. Mm-hmm. And now we've got Jordan on the horizon, which I was literally scouring through the Jordan Wikipedia page just so we don't go <laughs> sounding like a bumbling Some idiot. podcast ideas. Because well, I don't know anything about Jordan. Yeah, yeah I don't know either. So. Um, how, how do you feel like you'll pick your next destination or our um, next destination? Yeah, what, what, what I'm, I'm craving some solo travel. And I think it, it goes back to this study, not a not study abroad experience. Sorry, Jen, I've had a glass of wine. This backpacking experience where I found so much solitude and fulfillment in my lonesome. And it just, I think when you when you travel alone, you are that much more keen for experiences with others. And I think that allows for a more um, integral experience with the people and the places and other travelers. And that's something that I think is just such a rare and unique experience when you (laughs) reunite with some pals from abroad or you meet people and you trust them in 24 hours. It's just like this mm. unheard of connection. And I've been craving that. Yeah. Um, and so I'd love to do some solo travel abroad in, in Europe or. It's yeah. funny that as we've talked about this travel clearly for both of us means out of the U S mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there, there, the culture around at least solo backpacking is much different in Europe than it is in the States. Like, yeah. I would not go up to a, a person in a bar and chat with them for 40 minutes and be like, okay, great. Well, when I'm in Utah, I'll sleep on your couch. Whereas in Italy, I would do that. You know, yeah. there's just this like different. Yeah. Sense of and I, I wonder how that will change with age too. If, sure. if, if you go and do that now, you'll still feel single. that. Same. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, there are definitely bits of that travel where, you know, being 18 and naive was helpful. Um, and there are some things, you know, looking back that I wouldn't do now. You'll also, sure. you know, risk, and I have you'll risk money. something. Yeah. yeah like that's yeah. what I was going to say is the element of saving any, yeah. saving money to, for anything, you know. Yeah. Save a hundred bucks and That's extend your extend your flights by yeah. thirty hours. I don't have stop to at four different like airports. Thirty strangers yeah. in the co-ed dorm and get like bed bugs. Yeah. Um, but you can, but if I you can, want. and that's part of the experience. Um, but yeah, I I would love to do a solo trip, and I'd love to do some trips with some friends. I think um, in this post-COVID, post-college world. Um, a great way to reunite with some pals of mine would be to go on a trip. So, so where are you gonna go? I asked, what What's your next destination? What? Um, so I'm the next destination I'm most excited for going to is Oregon. 
outside of that, I think I would choose to go to Norway in Oslo. Um, and I think the Netherlands. Oslo? Oslo. Norway? Norway. And then Netherlands. So you're ready for another sort of European adventure. Yeah. Nice. What about you? I'm ready for Asia. Mm. And Jordan, Jordan is Asia, but I think I'm ready for East Asia. Mm-hmm. Maybe Southeast Asia. Yeah, I could do Southeast Asia. So. Though we can't go to Indonesia. Well, we can't have sex in Indonesia. Fair. So we. Jen, there was a new law just passed Indonesia. in Indonesia in which you can't have sex outside of marriage. There are some nuances to it, but yeah. <laughs> It'll be tough. And that concludes our travel. Podcast. So don't travel there, but travel somewhere else. See you on the plane. Bye, Jen.